Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of Smash Through. I'm your host, Peasy, <laughs> and I'm joined by my co-host, the Witch Kling, Matt Kling himself, the man who's going to take down Crown forever. Is that right? <laughs> Max, I told Maxwell, he, he's like... Sounds pretty ambitious. Maxwell's like, I'm not going to be the lowest seat dad, because like, all those people know me from friendlies. <laughs> Crown 3. I was like, if I only you got you, seated that way. I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. You're probably going to be the one of the lower seats. Uh, well, Matt, it's, it's, uh, we missed December, um, but, you know, I think that's kind of fine. Like, missing December is reasonable for a monthly podcast during, like, you know, the most busy month of the year, but, uh, I'm excited to be back, and I'm kind of excited for this episode and, uh, to kind of share with people what we're going to be doing this month and next month. Um, today we're going to be talking about a new character challenge for the two of us. Um, before we do that, before we dive into that. At this point of this podcast is for, you know, Matt and I to be always improving and to track the things that we're doing, uh, you know, make sure that we're, you know, as we as we go to these super majors like Crown that, you know, we're giving it our all. Now, it, it really is about, you know, using Smash as a way for self-improvement. And, um, Matt, I did it. I did it, Matt. I got K. Rule into Elite Smash. And... Honestly, it was, I want to tell this, I think I told this story on another podcast, but I'm, I'm excited to tell it here that, um, you know, this is something that you and I had, had talked about, um, you know, I, I said I want to make it a goal to get the characters in the Smash, but I have like really bad ladder anxiety for those who don't know. And so it's really hard for me when I'm like within two to four matches of Elite to like actually queue in, it like hurts my chest. And I was looking at my win percentages, and I was telling you, like, here's my win percentages for my characters. And I was like, you know what? My win percentage with K. Rule, like, if I just do it, like, sit down for a couple hours and just go, like, it will just happen. Um, and <laughs> it, it did. It just, it, it, it's, it's so funny to think about what your brain will tell, like, stories your brain will tell you and, like, the things that it will do to your body. Um, but it was, it was cool. And, I'm excited. I'm going to get Wolf into Elite Smash, um, hopefully this month, uh, you know, uh, when I have uh, time to, like, dedicate to playing Wolf again. Or, I guess, not this month, because of this challenge. <laughs> uh, Spoilers. Might, might be a while. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, I've mostly been playing Greninja after getting K. Rool into Elite Smash, trying to get some of my favorite characters kind of out of the dumpster. Um, the problem with Greninja is it's one that I would queue in. When I like late at night, when I was like drunk and wanting to play Smash, and that is a bad combo. <laughs> so my my uh, my Greninja was like really far down, like in the two millions of GSP. It was it was bad. Um, but yeah, I've, I've, that's kind of it for me. Uh, you know, getting getting elite, bringing Greninja out of the dumpster. Honestly, it's actually kind of hard to get characters out of the dumpster because it takes so long. I was texting you about this where I was like. Like my my win percentage in my last fifty games, with like my last fifty games, I had at one point the exact same win percentage with Wolf and Greninja, uh, and they were separated by like six million GSP. Right, and it's well, like, and I, th I think one thing is like uh, I the first character I played when I started playing Ultimate was Pikachu, and uh, ended up very much in the dumpster and. One of the problems is that you just get so little for each win, right? Like you were saying, like you get it just takes a long time. Like I think to, in order to get out of the dumpster, I won like 
uh, you know, like I went like 71 and like five or something <laughs> to actually get him out of the dumpster. Um, and one of the other things is like people down there are actually pretty good. And it makes me wonder how many people are just like intentionally, uh, you know, conceding matches to end up in the dumpster. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's honestly like half the time the people that I play against at like the dumpster GSP, like it's been a while since I've actually had anybody in the dumpster, but like I remember a lot of those matches being like harder than some of the people I played against in Elite Smash. So, Well, what's so interesting is like, I, I, at least I find that they're usually good at like very specific things with their characters and they really put you in like skill check positions that if you are not used to that thing, you're like, how are you down here like being this good at ledge trapping or being this good at like this specific sequence of combos. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, my, all my opponents were just like, I mean, their thing was just being in the lab all day, I guess. <laughs> it was like, I, all of these people have their combos. So on point that like, it's basically, you know, it, you have to be at like either 1 million GSP or like 14 plus million to get anybody that knows combos like that anywhere in between. And they just don't, they don't know how to do that. Uh, what about you? What is your always improving for this month? Well, first of all, I want to give you uh, another congrats on getting into Elite, and I think that uh, everything's easier the second time. Like, whether that's just, I don't know, the realization that you can do it, or getting over ladder anxiety, or whatever. Like, I find that recreating something is always much easier than doing it the first time, so that's exciting for you. Um, to be fair, I would have Bowser in Elite, but Maxwell plays him online. <laughs> sure, that's, that's totally fair. Um... Yeah, my always improving moment is just, like, uh, going back to trying to learn when I'm playing the game rather than trying to win. Like, uh, and honestly, what that really has come down to a lot is just, like, fishing for stuff. Like, I I feel like, uh, you know, you can, spend, you can spend your time in the lab trying to learn something, but until you can actually hit it in a game, it's kind of whatever. Um, so I have been doing a decent amount of losing trying to just, like, fish for certain combo strings. I think that it's good for progress. Like, uh, I was certainly fishing for, like, for example, like Nair into flip kick with Zero Suit, like, all the time, constantly, um, in order to, like, kind of get the idea of how to do it and, like, where you can actually get them. And, uh, you know, I, admittedly, I still probably do it a little too much anyway, just because it's, like, such a, such a sweet combo. But, uh, yeah, I've been doing some of that with, uh, with other characters, especially, like, trying to get like joker's fair one stuff in games so i've just been like you know fishing for it a lot i was doing that with with fox the other day trying to get jab one stuff and it, it's it's crazy hard getting jab one is with with fox like like a like a tech chase yeah yeah um you know i i want to mention we were playing the other day the other night i was really impressed with your rob and i was kind of curious if you've been playing rob more recently Nope. You just were like flowing in that game. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Do you remember this? You were playing uh, yeah, against I Game mean, and Watch, and you were just like laying it on him. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just I don't know, get in the zone a little bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I think that Rob is like just a fairly intuitive character, so you can string mostly anything into anything, and if you're just kind of feeling it, it just happens that way. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, that's gonna do it for always improving. Uh, I really liked yours this month, by the way, because it was so similar to my last month talking about, you know, practicing edge guarding and like, you know, putting yourself in a situation where like, you're like you're forcing yourself to do something. So uh, playing with intent is really important in a game like this. Yeah, and I, I think honestly, uh, 
the bigger takeaway I hope people got out of that was that like it's just more being okay with like not trying to win matches as much. Yeah. Uh, housekeeping, uh, just you know, don't forget uh, we we did not do a monthly smash um, just due to the holidays, but we will be doing one this month. I uh, just got to confirm with my wife, uh, so I'll be on the Discord. I don't, if Matt can join, he can join. Uh, you know, open invites to people. Um, and then don't forget that you know, like and subscribe because we're we're still doing the thousand smash giveaway of a copy of a Switch and Smash for the YouTube channel. Uh, with that being said, let's talk about our new character challenge. It's a new year, Matt, and I thought that it would be really fun to start the new year trying something new together. So what we're doing is we've each come up with a character for the other person to main until our next episode, which should be in February. And in addition to that episode, we will be doing, well, we'll get into that later. We'll get into that part later. So what, what's the goal of this, Matt? The goal of this is really to kind of broaden things, right? It's in a game like Smash, um, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before, where like, uh, when I when I went to main Greninja for a, that little while, and I came back to Wolf, my Wolf flowed better, right? Where it was like, oh, like you're doing all this combo stuff that you were not doing. You're not like only fishing for up smash. Uh, you know, your your strings are a lot better and things like that. And one of the things that I think the goal of this is, one, it's to learn to appreciate things about other characters and learn them because it will also help you when you play against those characters. And two, to give you a fresh perspective kind of on the game and that, that level zero or that, you know, whatever level we'll be at with the characters that we've selected for each other of like, okay, well, where am I at with this character? What do I need to learn? And, you know, building a new base. Yeah, I think uh, it's pretty often that you can incorporate stuff from other characters into your own game with your main anyway. But I, I also think that it's hard to overstate how valuable it is to just like have a baseline of how to play a character in order to play against them. Like, Having just like, you know, I've played uh, almost every character in the roster pretty ex extensively at this point, just trying to get everybody to elite. And uh, it's much easier to know what your opponent wants to do uh, if you at least have a baseline of what the what the character should do. So with that being said, let's dive into what characters we are picking for each other. And Matt, uh, I'm going to switch up the show notes. I'm actually going to let you go first. Sure. So what character have you picked uh, for me? Yeah, so I for you, I'm going to pick Roy. And the reason for this is that I think that Roy is... Uh, kind of highlights the things that I would like to see in your game more, which is, like, he really needs you to ask the questions rather than answering them, right? Like, it's like you present threat after threat after threat with Roy and just, like, kind of rush your opponent down. And I think that that is... A really powerful thing to know how to do when the game requires that. Um, and as far as what I would hope you would learn out of it, I mean, if I'm being honest, the biggest thing that I would hope that you would learn would be like the jab into bear combos, but that's like a pretty high ask, I think. Um, so, yeah, probably just the thing that I said before, which is that, uh, you know, the power of just like uh, safe shield pressure, just like going and you you do this with wolf sometimes for sure with like the forward tilt stuff but uh it's just that's that's roy's entire game plan is just like you know pressuring your opponents in ways where they can't really punish you yeah and i, I think that you know kind of thinking about this um i i think that learning a character that one doesn't have a projectile um 
that two like isn't like like the the like if we think about the characters that I played the most right like PT Wolf K Rule Greninja and Samus um they all have the ability to kind of like play the way that you were just talking about right where I get to react or but I also only get a I I get to pressure once the opponent makes a mistake whereas like I don't know that Roy's going to play that way. Yeah, Roy is a lot more about forcing openings rather than waiting for them. And um, one of the other things that's really going to be good about Roy, I think, is that his grab is like kind of bad. So it'll be interesting to see you learn how to uh, be forced to use a grab that's just not that optimal. <laughs> sure. Like, you're still going to have to use the grab because that's just how the game works, right? Like, I play right. Zero Suit. It's, I'll tell you all about how bad it is to have a terrible grab, but... Um, but yeah, I think that'll be interesting because like uh, all the characters that you play really just have superb grabs and nice grab combos. So, um, yeah. So I'll go next for you. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pick. Uh, I I, I want to be. Clear. I thought of so many characters for you. Uh, <laughs> like uh, I'll just name some of them really quick. One of them was uh, Padaisy. One of them was Cloud. Um, one of them was. Uh, Mega Man, uh, you know, Polytena and Old Bean of yours, stuff like that. And, you know, what I didn't want to do is, like, pick a character that I thought that just, like, didn't fit for you. Like, I wanted somebody, like, like, I could pick, say, Joker, right? But, like, you're, you're already going to play Joker. Like, that's just something you're going to do anyway. And, um... You know, kind of thinking about it more uh, today, uh, I actually am going to select Diddy Kong for you. And there's a couple reasons why I, I thought Diddy Kong was a good choice here. One, I think that um, technical item play is, is, like, difficult. And you would really enjoy learning... You you enjoy learning difficult things. Like, it's, it's something that you get a lot of enjoyment out of. And the other thing is, like... Uh, Diddy Kong has the ability, like, to have really early kill power, or really, like, cl close stocks really, like, in a blink of an eye. And I also think that, uh, his combo game, uh, is, is kind of sick, uh, something else that you would really enjoy. And I think the thing that I would kind of hope that you would learn from this is, like, how to, how to really enjoy characters that maybe have different, difficult, or suboptimal recoveries. That whether like their or I guess exploitable recovery might be the, like the right word, and how to navigate the game so that maybe you lessen that effect. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I'm sure there will be some pain with just me SDing with Diddy Kong because I do that a lot. But um, but yeah, I, I, honestly, I would say it's funny though. Uh, I would say that Diddy Kong is probably in my top five most played characters over the last two months. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Well, only, only because that's one of the few characters that I don't have in Elite right now that seems pretty doable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think that that is going to work out pretty nicely. So I'm excited to learn some Diddy Kong uh, for real this month. So, so um, kind of kind of to break, it, break down what's going to happen next. Because uh, I think that, you know, one of the things that we want to do is we want to make sure that we are owning this, right? Like, I, I really am... I think we're both going to make an effort, active effort to, like, legitimately main these characters. Mm -hmm. um, 
And so for me, like, I, I well, I guess I have a question for you. Like, where are you going to start here? Uh, my step one was going to be to watch, uh, the most recent tournament. I can't remember, like, uh, Luminosity makes big moves and, and just see some of what Tweak does as far as like the combo strings and stuff and see how those are implementable. That's dope. I, I was going to start with Iza, uh, go in and, uh, you know, make, you know, watch, watch his, I'm, I'm actually positive he has an Art of Roy video. Um, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know, take notes on, on stuff like that, and then maybe go watch some some matches of Goblin and Cola, and just like you know, some of the the Roy's that I think that would be interesting to replicate. Uh, I, I, personally, I'm gonna document this. Like, I'm not challenging you to document it, but like, I'm gonna try to do what I would do with like Wolf or Young Link or these characters that I enjoy so much, and and treat it as a character that I'm legitimately like, you know, maybe one maybe one day I will be a Roy main because of this and. I think that that is kind of my hope for this challenge. Um, after uh, we've done this for at least a month, the date of recording is the 9th of January. Uh, we're going to do a best of five with the characters. We're going to we're gonna have some Roy v. Diddy Kong. I actually don't know what that matchup looks like. I, I, I would guess that Diddy Kong is favored. I would also guess that. But I'm not sure. So... Um, uh, so we'll record that, put it on the YouTube channel, and then do a follow-up cast talking about, like, what we learned and what we learned to, like, appreciate about the characters and and things like that, so. Yeah, that sounds fun. I'm actually pretty excited to play Diddy Kong, because I think it's a character that I could have a lot of fun with, and, uh, I think so too. you know, who, know, who knows, I could jump up a bunch of tiers in the tier list if I decide I'm done with Zero Suit. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on who you ask. Yeah. I think most people have Diddy Kong higher than Zero Suit, at least. All right, that is going to do it for our main topic. We are going to dive into some tourney talk, and there were two tournaments this weekend. I only got to watch one of them. I did not watch any of... Is it Umbara? Uh, That sounds reasonably correct to me. I'm not going to try to pronounce it, so... All right, I like it. I like it. Just <laughs> confidence. So, uh, let, let's make... Uh, let's make moves. But Luminosity lets let. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Luminosity makes big moves. Is the first tournament that uh, I want to talk about. It's also the one that I watched. I actually watched quite a bit of it. I watched uh, most of the top eight, um, and then I watched a lot of Larry Lur's stream and some of Hungrybox's stream of it. Um, I'm kind of curious. Did you get to watch any of this? Uh, yeah, I, I watched most of it. I did not watch the uh, conclusion of the tournament. Um, but yeah, I watched most of both of these tournaments, actually. At least uh, at least somewhat. Like, they were more on in the background than like something I was actually watching a lot. But yeah. Well, Once Leo gets out of a tournament, I kind of uh, lose interest sometimes. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. What, well, uh, shout out to Tweak for winning. But I was kind of curious, like... There, oh, you didn't watch this match though. The, well, the match that I wanted to talk about was the losers finals, uh, which was Spargo v Sonics, mm-hmm. where Spargo wins game one with Cloud and then uh, counter picks on FD Corin okay. and convincingly wins with Corin. Uh, and What's so interesting to me is like 
you know, there was there was a moment where where Sparga made a pretty big mistake by throwing out like a counter in neutral, uh, trying to like anticipate a a spin dash attack. Hmm. And what what was really interesting to me about this is like we we we've lived we've come to like this age where like solo maining characters has really paid off for like a lot of people. Um, but Spargo's one that like he he plays a character that he can win with, and then still chooses these other secondaries. And I'm kind of curious your thoughts on it. I think that it's a pretty split uh, world at the moment, right? As far as like whether you should be a solo main or have secondaries, right? And I think it, some of it depends on how technical the character you're playing is. Um. But I also just think it's it's more of a mindset thing. Like, it's just how you want to approach it. Because, like, let's look at the top five, right? Like, so we have uh, Mia has played, uh, just in this last tournament, he played both Steve and Game & Watch. Um, Akala has, you know, played Steve and Aegis. Like, he's actually been working on the Aegis quite a bit. So, like, I would consider that almost a real secondary at this point. And... You know, he's pulled out, like, Donkey Kong and things like that to try to beat Spargo. Um, and then if we look at... Uh, Sonics is obviously a solo main. Uh, you know, Gluto obviously just has the Wario. Seen him pull out the, I, I believe, Roy at one point, but it looked just, like, awful. Um, and then we have Spargo, who obviously plays multiple characters, like, at least Cloud and Aegis, and now Corrin, and, like... Um... You know, Leo has a few characters that he'll play, although he's been mostly playing the Joker Dude, lately. his Joker mobile. looks clean! That's what I was yeah. going to get to next. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. But yeah, I, I think that it really just depends on which, which camp you are in. Um, I mean, Tweak plays other characters sometimes, although I think that he's been doing better and having more success when he's been just going solo Diddy and just, you know, grinding it out, so... Yeah, I mean, he was... Did you get to watch the him and Sonic's playing... On his video where he was trying to pick up uh, banjo. No. Yeah, he's he's got a he's he's building he's building his banjo, um, and it, what's so funny about this is like, you know, he he's building this banjo specifically against Sonic's mm -hmm. practicing, and then I don't know if like if that just helped him this weekend or what, but like just like you know. Sonic's just lost a tweak and then lost a tweak. The double Elin. Yeah. So, uh, do we know if Spargo has ever played Corrin against Sonic's? Because they play play like all the time, right? I guess they're no, like he he has not. But it, when the, they're like pseudo online training partners, I guess yeah. is what they were saying on coverage. And uh, obviously, they play in the coin box like every week. I I think that he picked up the Corrin for the matchup after Leo beat. Sonics with Corrin uh -huh. is is what they were saying on coverage. Okay, and talk to talk to Leo about it. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. I I did get to watch the last game of that match. Um, I know one thing that I found really interesting was that uh, Spargo says that he prefers to play against Sonics online rather than offline. I thought that was a very interesting sentiment, given that everybody always considers like Sonic this Wi-Fi demon or whatever, you know. Sure. Uh, what did you think of the... Uh, you actually did watch the, the conclusion of this tournament, by the way. 
Because it, it, uh, it was the SD. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I do remember. Yeah, there were a lot of really unfortunate SDs in both of their sets, actually. Like, they had some some weird stuff going on in uh, the other match as well. Like, so their their first match between Tweak and Sonic, Sonic's got the first stock and then... Or got the first game, sorry. And then, like, SD'd at zero in, like, uh, the first 30 seconds of game two. And then they ended up playing a really close game after that. Like, the game went to, like, last hit or whatever. So it looked like Sonics was in a pretty commanding position, and then I think uh, I'm not sure if he SD'd in game three, but I know one of the next two he SD'd again, and then the run back there was also some, you know. I mean, there was the the the. I don't. It's so hard. Like, why? I just don't know why he was going out that far. Um, I think going out to edge guard is good. I mean, that's one of like Sonics' signature moves uh, is like actually going deep and going out really far for the edge guard. I'm just not sure. Uh, about the decision for homing attacks specifically? Sure. I'm not, I don't know. Also, also, I mean, that SD could have also been attributed to his stage pick. To PS2? Didn't they play, they played all all their games on PS2, didn't No, he counterpicked in game three, or he picked um, Smashville. Okay. I don't remember him SDing on Smashville. That seems really surprising. That That's what the game three was. In set two or set... In the grands, yeah. Okay, in grands. Fair enough. I, I don't think I watched game uh, the one on Smashville. Because the SD was on PS2, for sure, where he did the homing attack. Am, and just am I wrong? It, was, was it, it also game? wasn't a... Th- it, was, it, was it a 3-0? I thought it was a 3-1. It was a 3-0. In the second set. Was it a 3-0? Uh, I thought it was on PS2. I maybe, could be wrong, maybe though. It, maybe it was a 3-1? I'll just look. Yeah, it could, it could certainly have been a 3-0. Um, but I, I thought the SD was on PS2, but it's kind of irrelevant. Anyway, I'm not sure that whether it was Smashville or PS2 really mattered in that context. Cause they were, they were just so close to the blast zone already, regardless of like, yeah, it was, it was, anything a, else. it was a three Oh, okay. So, uh, let's talk about, let's, before we go into the next tournament, cause I want to ask you questions about it. Uh, mm-hmm. dude, the one we got peak. Joker, we got peak Joker Diddy Kong again uh, from Leo and Tweak. Did you watch that set? Uh, yeah, I watched. I watched a lot of it. Uh, again, sometimes I have stuff on in the background, so I can't remember like the specific details of it. But yeah, uh, Leo's Joker was looking really nice. I think that that's a really tough matchup for Joker, but he was, you know, keeping it close, keeping it interesting for the most part. So. Do you? I, I kind of want to talk about this because I think that, you know, if, if somebody listens to this podcast, I want them to be I don't know, more more willing to, like, accept that, like, <laughs> that humans are humans. And just kind of the way that Leo has been treated since he stopped winning every event is so wild to me. Um, we do this to, like, sports heroes all the time. But, like, the dude is, like, constantly top fouring, like. <laughs> Or top eighting like all these events and like people are like, Oh, he's so washed, he's so he's like not even good anymore, like blah 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 blah. And mm-hmm. I the Leo that I saw this weekend was like peak Leo. Like he, he easily could have won this event. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like he was really uh on point this weekend, definitely. Like he seemed like he really wanted it, so that's good to see. I also am like uh, a big fan of the Joker in general. Like, I, I mean, I, I like watching his violence and stuff, but like, I'm 
happy to see him stick out with the Joker, even even in games where or matches where he's losing. So. Dude, he had this. I think I texted you right when it happened. I think it was uh, his match versus Spargo in Winner's Quarters, mm-hmm. where he had like one of the sickest like pull drag down strings on the left side of PS2, where he just like dealt Spargo eighty in like thirty seconds, and I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" It might have been less. It was definitely less than thirty seconds. It was like eight seconds, and he right. just like. It was so clean and so fluid. I was like, dude, where has that been? Like, what is <laughs> happening? I, if that happened to me, I'd just put them on a controller. I'd be like, oh, all right, well. <laughs> 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 yeah, fair. <laughs> just can't, can't do this. I, honestly, it was, it was the, it was nice to see him on the, on the Joker plan again. I'm kind of curious, kind of the last thing about this one. Did you so there was a C ban at this tournament, and I'm kind of curious. One, do you think it was better with the C ban? And then two, do you think it would have changed anything? I don't think that it would have. Um, it's probably it's probably worse with the Steve ban, honestly. At this point, I think. Um, I mean, like, who who are the Steves that we even expect to see in a top eight at this point? Like, it's Ak- Akula, and then maybe Onan, and that's it. No, DD is. I think actually had better results with Steve than Onan lately. Sure. Um, and DD was at this tournament, by the way. Okay. Did he just play PT then? Uh, I would assume so. He did not top sixteen this time. Okay. That's that's decently interesting. Um, I I would say I don't think that Steve needs to be banned at this point. Um. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion. Like, I think that there's. <laughs> At least as much evidence for banning Game & Watch as there is, Steve, at this point. And... So, uh, my thought is that I don't think that it would have infected the top 8, but I do think that it did hurt Steve players. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's why I'm saying I think it would have been strictly better with the Steve not being banned. I will also say that um, I know that some of the top players preferred it, and also that... Uh, from a viewing experience, I am more likely to turn off a Steve match than most other matches just because of the way that the game plays out. So but that could just be me. Like, I just don't find mining interesting. Yeah, I, so I think that Steve actually really is a cool character by design, and I think that he would probably be perceived that way by more people if he wasn't just, like, insanely overtuned. Like, I think that the problem with Steve is that he has a frame four rising fair. And like a frame, all of his rising aerials are frame four, and his down down air kills at seventy, and <laughs> his forward smash kills at seventy. And it's why does he have these things, right? Like, I'm not even that upset about the combos for that matter. Like, there's lots of characters that have zero to fifties. You know, like maybe not off of so little, right? Like his up tilt into fifty damage is like probably a lot, but well, um. Let's move but on. yeah, I think the, the long story short of this is I, I don't even think that Steve is like necessarily an objectively not interesting character. Um, I think that he has more creative expression than most. I just think that he's insanely overtuned. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't know. I don't like that when my opponent, I mean, it's probably what you're saying too. Like when my opponent gets diamond, I'm like, well, I'm at like 15, so I'm dead. Like, yeah, he just, he just his <laughs> moves just deal way too much damage and knockback at, for no reason. So, yeah. Uh, let's go on to, speaking of Steve, we have, uh, um, Umbra, I don't, I don't know how to say it, uh, (laughs) 
it's man, these tap these top eights were so stacked. This is a Cola Ken, Mia Glutiny, Shuton, uh I don't know how to say this one, Yara, uh Kameme, and I don't know who this last person is. Yeah, I don't know either. They their tag was in Japanese and I, I didn't didn't get to see it, so uh but you know, Kim seven of the eight players, household names. Uh, it's possible eight of the eight players. I just don't. I just don't respond to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so no slight to you. Uh, I, honestly, like you, you text me this topic and you're like, "Who do you like?" And I said, "I think I said literally quote I like the winner of Mia Glutiny to win the whole mm-hmm. thing." Right. Uh. So what? How this played out? I have not seen it. I'm kind of curious. So the way that I'm reading this is Glutiny wins. Gets then. Glutiny loses to a cola. Uh, Mia goes through losers quarters, losers semis, and then wins losers finals to to run on the run back. Uh, and then a cola in game five uh, takes down Mia. Dude, what a what a that just sounds like a sick tournament to watch. Yeah, it it got pretty late, so I didn't get to watch the end of it. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good tournament, definitely. Um... Yeah, so it's kind of got a nice uh, back and forth now with Akala and Mia, which is nice. Um, uh, it's it's a nice contrast from before when Akala was just winning every single tournament and could never lose. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's cool. Well, you had mentioned, you know, that you think there's more of an argument for, um, you know, for a Game & Watch band at this point than there is for a Steve band. And I'm I'm curious, do you... If you were to make a tier list right now, would you have Game & Watch number one over Sonic or Steve? No, I wouldn't. But I think that... I mean, Game & Watch has just as many nonsense things as Steve does, was my real point. Like, I think that... Uh... And, like, if we look at representation, right? Like, uh, I think Game & Watch has as much representation as Steve at the moment, and certainly as much top representation. So those were those were really where I was getting with it. Um, sure. I mean, I think if you look at any <laughs> tier list of move sets, Game and Watch has like the best moves in the game in every single move. Like best nair in the game, best up air in the game, best uh, down smash in the game, best up smash in the game. You know, or at least like Forward you know up there. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, and that's not even counting like bacon and chair and stuff. Like every one of Game and Watch's moves is like completely insane. Yeah, so but what if you just always get a nine, man? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, that would be the best move in the game if you could just get nine every time. Kills at ten. I I I personally appreciate the, the fact that we had two super majors this weekend that were totally stacked in the top eights. Like so many times we have like two tournaments in a weekend, and it's like you know whatever. Like the hype, the hype isn't there. Um, but that's not the case this weekend. It it was really height from top to bottom. Yeah, I also wonder how much of that is just like uh smash uh how do I want to phrase this? I think that there's been a lot of bias towards uh North America for Smash for a really long time. And now that it's uh becoming pretty clear that Japan is actually just the strongest region, people are taking a lot more notice of like all the Japanese names. So the Japanese tournaments tend to look a lot more stacked than they once did. <laughs> Fair, I like that. Like, I mean, when I, you have, I mean, how prior prior to recently, 
how long has it been since there was like a Japanese player in the top five of Smash Bros? And right now we have two of them in the top five that are probably just number one and number two, or debatably at least. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I would say the top ten is probably like, uh, I don't know, five Japanese players maybe? <laughs> so it's... I, I think that that is going to lead to a lot more stacked events uh, in Japan at least. Uh, hopefully we can see something like that in the European scene at some point, and then we can get three stacked majors <laughs> every weekend, you know? Well, I, I was actually just going to say that I've also been joining... Like, the fact that there are... I mean, what are we at now? Like, five top X players in Europe, too. Like The, mm-hmm. the, the game really has become global in, in a real way. Whereas, you know, I, I think that if we look at, like, Melee, for example, it is almost entirely a North American game. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and it just honestly makes you wonder, though, like, how much of it was, is that it's becoming a global game versus, like, how much of it was, like, biased either by people doing the rankings or, you know, uh, just the spectators in general yeah. uh, beforehand, because... If we looked at some stats, like there was a point, uh, I'm not even sure if this might still be true, but like even when MKLeo was at his peak, he had never won a game against Shutan. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the fact that the fact that it was like uncontested that Leo was the best and Shutan was just like some guy back then was interesting. No, that's a good point. That's going to do it with the training doc. That's going to do it with the podcast. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us uh, on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Uh, it, you know, check out the rest of the easy game media, whether that be constructive criticism, drafting archetypes, need to nerd. Uh, and then Matt, you and I be doing a weekly video in magic these days, constructed clash. What's that about? Yeah. So basically we, uh, I, I assume we can do any format in this, right? Like uh, probably like real formats, but, uh, yeah, any of the RCQ formats, but yeah, you know, right. typically leaning towards t- the current RCQ format. Right, yeah, yeah. But uh, so basically, we have a format set up for the week, and then we each play a deck in a best of five match and record that and present it to you all. Yeah, super dope. We got some great feedback from that. Uh, if you have the chance, leave a like and a comment. It, it helps the algorithm so much, helps the show out so much. And then don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Every time you hit that subscribe button, uh, Puppy uh, licks a baby. And like, who who doesn't want that? So, uh, don't forget that if you love our content and you're a sponsor and you want to shoot us an email over at smashthroughpod at gmail.com, we are happy to let you sponsor an episode. Uh, Matt Kling, where can people find you? Right here. Every month. Every month on Smash Through, every week on Constructed Clash. Man, I got you all up in the content right now. Thank you, everybody, so much. You can find me at Easy Game on Twitter. That's my Smash Magic and Nerd content. Twitter account. Uh, you can find me every week on Conservative Criticism and every week on the New to Nerd Pod. Thank you all so much, and don't forget to be always improving and always try to smash through.